morning, everyone. With you is your weekly podcast, Knowledge Empowers. As always, with you is me, Kat. Anyazeo. Then we have Baruch. Hello, hello, hello. And we have Kolach. Good morning, everyone. Kolach, what's the topic for today? Well, I would like to talk about thing which you mentioned last time. We started to talk about last time. I wonder whether it's last time you've seen that podcast. Uh, and that was the topic we were talking about vacations. And at the end, we were talking like why people are not taking vacations. And that one of the possibilities is could, that they are afraid of losing the job or that they are replaceable and stuff like that. And that's connected with fear, the topic of fear. So one of our basic emotions. Having that in mind, so ladies, how do you know that you're afraid of something? How do you feel the fear? From physical perspective, for example, sweating or feeling to faint or like darkening in front of your eyes, like literally you are like spacing out or spacing in closing yourself like in a bubble mm -hmm. for me maybe a quicker heartbeat oh quicker heartbeats yeah. yes definitely what and, about and breathing rapid breathing yeah rapid breathing okay yeah so uh, i don't know i don't know for me these are very similar to anxiety or a stressful feeling Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, it could be. What else is there when it comes to your body? I I once uh, watched a horror movie in a cinema and after that I couldn't sleep for three nights, literally. So <laughs> I don't know if that's one of the symptoms, you cannot sleep just because you are so alert to the dangers. Alertness is definitely a symptom, yeah. I can about... watch horror movies. <laughs> it, actually, uh, at that time, I realized it's my very first horror movie that I that I watched, and I watched it in cinema, so it was a very intense experience for me. What about eating? What about your stomach? How do? You, what happens there? I for me usually I don't feel like eating. Like my stomach is in a knot. Like it's, but it's it's again. I feel like it's more about stress not really a fear so i don't know you have you know have two types of stresses that those who cannot eat and then those who, who who eat <laughs> i i actually eat a lot when i'm stressed like long-term stress but when i'm actually in in that feeling of fear is that mm -hmm. actually a feeling fear is it a, fe <laughs> a feeling it's an emotion yeah okay and what about your limbs like uh, hands and feet. What do you? How do you feel those when you're afraid or stressed? Usually very weak. Weak. Okay. Like uh, they are giving up. Uh, all of those, like uh, upper and um, yeah, yeah, like they're giving up. Lower. When it comes to fear, it's better what you said. The difference between the body reaction between stress and the fear are really similar, because in both cases your body is reacting towards the situation. They are trying to protect yourself. And there are possibilities that you can fight, flight. So, you know, you can fight the situation, you can 
run away from the situation, or you can actually, and that's a bit connected to Katka, what you were describing, and it's uh, kind of a shock. So you're fainting there. That's the third reaction we have. Isn't it called freeze? The third or freeze, yeah. That, that's okay. also a possibility, yeah. And this is all caused by our uh, brain and the limbic system we have in our body. And there is a nerve going across our whole body, which is actually causing the reactions which you were mentioning. So it's one nerve which tells you that you need to breathe faster, that you need to, uh, that your heart needs to pump faster, that you are not going to reproduce. So there is no uh, sexual desire at that moment. There is no eating desire. And when it comes to that, because you want to survive, and for survival, it means that you are going to need to do something. Um, also, the same goes for uh, the limbs. Usually for freeze, that's when you feel weak and you feel like you're going to faint. Or you have some energy in them, and usually it goes to the lower limbs because you're trying to run away. Or it goes to your hands uh, when you are trying to fight something. So these are the things there. I know very good tablets for this. <laughs> one is called Neural, the other one is called Lexaurin. <laughs> All very good ones, right? We'll get to that. Yep, yep. <laughs> but when we when we talk about the fear and you just uh, explain uh, physical symptoms uh, as an example. We know that sometimes your nerves or your hormonal systems might get, let's say, crazy, right? And then you start feeling uh, those symptoms, even though you are not in fear. And I think that's when the panic attacks comes, what Baruch was uh, saying, or anxiety. When you have yeah, that. There, there, there in, are definitely in... various levels of fear, you know, like, okay, so we can talk about the nervousness, about the stress, about some lighter anxiety, not, now, not the clinical anxiety, but like I feel anxious about something. And then there are the bigger, you know, uh, fears like horrors, terrors, when you have mm -hmm. nightmares like that, if you have panic attacks, if you have this clinical anxiety or if you have phobias, those are all the fears which are on a scale much, much higher. Mm -hmm. But that's where, where without the medical experts, uh, you are not able to deal uh, with it by yourself. It would take really medical traumatology or mm. some uh, psychological interve interventions mm. with the uh, psychotherapists because it could be linked to something else. And there are methodologies how to overcome it. Mm. You know, so yeah, medication or therapies or something like that can work. And we are now we are not gonna talk about those because I don't think that we are experienced or because we are not specialists in those. Mm -hmm. uh, but we are gonna talk about those milder syndromes uh, like I feel nervous before because uh, I'm nervous because I'm gonna give a presentation in front of twenty people, you know, and that. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going for <laughs> an interview, so I'm like yeah. really, really, I'm sweating. <laughs> what can I do about exactly, it? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, th those are the lighter fears. But all these fears, and there are two types of those, not just when we are talking about scale, but there are two types of fears which you can have throughout your life. Can you guess which those two types are there? I, I always thought there is just one. 
how we can go through uh, the stories. How do you know that you are not supposed to touch a hot plate? Because I we've been told before. Uh, you tried it before and it was you tried it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the experiential one. <laughs> Baruch loved, li loves to live uh, dangerously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who cares? You told me I'm gonna try it. <laughs> uh, well, I doubt that you never touched the hot uh, hot plate, cat. So it happens from time to time. Well, not either. intentionally, but like. But then you're really smart, you know, like the next time when you touch it. So, so that's the experiential theory. You, you've learned that throughout your life that you are not supposed to do something because it's going to be dangerous for you. Mm -hmm. And then there is sweating, like what we talked about uh, throughout the interviews or uh, that standing up and giving a public speech. That's something with uh, what we've inherited, something what we have in our genome in, and that's automatic for us. It's subconscious. It's not something you, that you are afraid because you've done the public speaking before and it didn't work out. You, you haven't had the possibility to learn it yet, but you are afraid anyway. So that's coming from our nature. So it's evolutionary fear. It's the one to, to run away from the tiger, right? For me, I think this one, I have kind of like mixed ones. It's like when you, when you started this public speaking for me this is definitely not just genes also experience as well so could be could be and there are definitely mixed ones but these the mixed one is already uh like going through the filter through mm -hmm. your mental filter and that's basically happening all the time but uh, the first time you've had the public speaking you already were fearing stressed about it and it wasn't based on the experience when you, you when you were doing the first public speech, mm -hmm. so that's the thing, you know. Like, or seeing the tiger, you know, like if you see uh, some uh, attacking animal on you, you're gonna have the reaction, and you it's it wasn't based on any like yeah. experience mm -hmm. that you were learning that all oh, this animal could be dangerous. It's automatically triggering you. Can you recall a situation when you were afraid? Can you recall a story uh, when you were afraid? Yes. Yes. Okay. Can you can you tell it? Okay. So our <laughs> this one is very vivid. Um, I forgot the name of the horror movie. I was uh, uh, with my friends that was still in uh, we were in Australia, and we were in our friend's house. And I remember they were watching this horror movie, and I and I really can't watch horror movies. So I was sitting behind the sofa. And and I was looking into the kitchen as Leo was cooking dinner, but the sound, the, the music, right, was still getting into me. And I was like, can you please just, let's just stop watching. And they were like, no, 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 we need to, we need to finish it. So the entire time I was sitting behind the sofa, watching Leo, how he's cooking dinner and just listening to this sound. <laughs> and I feel like I just want to be this small person here, cuddled somewhere and just let, let it finish, let it finish. <laughs> I, I'm wondering why you were even there. I don't know. <laughs> I was like on the spot, couldn't move anywhere. It was like because they were. I know because they were there, and I didn't want it to be alone. Mm -hmm. So I stayed there, just listening, but not watching and looking at Leo cooking dinner. <laughs> That's funny. It's even funnier that some people actually love to experience this fear from horror, horror movies. Mm -hmm. 
Are they psychopath? Uh, I am I so. a psychopath? I like to watch it. <laughs> I like to watch a good horror movie, but you know, most of the horror movies are just like bloody movies, not the horror movies. Mm-hmm. Just gore. And Baruch, what about you? What about your? It's a mild fear. I I don't think I have mild fears to be honest. I just have the the terrors. <laughs> I'm the extreme there. <laughs> I just have either no fear or then I have like uh, amazingly extreme fear or anxiety. So there, I still don't know the difference. There is not uh, like on the psych on the biological level when it comes to stress and fear, there are almost none differences. Your body is releasing the same hormones when you're afraid as when you are stressed because your body is trying to protect you or like in, in case of fear you are most likely to try to escape either physically or mentally to escape the situation when it comes to stress stress could be uh looked on it that you are trying to overcome the situation so you're trying to fight it a bit more so mm-hmm. the inclination of in, in case of stress is to more of a you know let's do it let's overcome it but when it comes to fear, usually it's about how can I escape it. Mm-hmm. And when it comes okay. to biological responses, it's usually the same. It's mostly the same. I think most of the time when I when I am in such a situation, I'm rather a, I become a procrastinator. Like you you don't see as, as I said like some kind of fear there. You're trying to avoid the situation. Yes. That's why you procrastinate. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's that's the like what we were talking now. The story is that's the upper level, like the surface story. What we are afraid of, you know, like something what can happen to me, like okay, being alone, uh, or like uh, something can happen to me while watching the movie, or like making a decision, making some action, you know, uh, changing something, you know. That that that's the top level story there. But the deeper we go, we discover that it's all about us. And it's all about us managing the fear, managing the results of it. So I'm afraid that I won't be able to handle it. And that's the biggest fear of all. So Baruch, as you were talking about the anxiety, uh, there is one rapper that I really love listening. His name is Logic. And he has one song about and anxiety and 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 i'm gonna read the lyrics i really love them because it's it's a it just hits me so strong really realizing that the the older we get the less we know and remember that feeling when we were little kids and you absolutely trusted your parents and you you really thought that your parents know everything and even if you feared as a kid you just went to your parents and they cuddled you right and you felt safe and, and I love this lyric, so let me just read them to you. It was December of 2015 in sunny Los Angeles, California, in the heart of Hollywood. I stood next to my wife in a line surrounded by hundreds of other people on our way to watch Star Wars, when suddenly I was engulfed with fear and panic. As my body began to fade, in this moment my mind was full of clarity, but my body insisted it was a danger. I looked around and I told myself I was safe. 
I was fine, but I was convinced that something was wrong. Before I knew it, I felt as though I was going to fall and fade away. My body grew weak. And soon enough, I found myself in a hospital bed, being told what I went through was and anxiety. I refused to believe this story. I searched and searched for the cause of what had happened to me. I began to feel detached from reality. I felt as though I was seeing the world through a glass. I got blood work done, analysis of my mind and body to no avail. The doctor said it was an anxiety. But how could it be an anxiety? How could anxiety make me physically feel of balance? How could anxiety make me feel as though I was fading from this world and on the brink of a death? The realization, the sense of being out of one's body. I'm not here. I'm not me. I'm not real. Nothing is nothing but this feeling of panic. Nobody understands. Nobody knows the sufferings. This physical feeling in can't be anxiety. It can't or can it? Can it in fact be the mind controlling the body? Yes, of course. I am so in control of my mind and my body, but I am subconsciously forcing myself into a state of self-bondage entangled by the ropes of my own mind. I am unhappy, not with life, but with this feeling. I am scared. I am a human. I am a man, but I look in the mirror and I see child. I am an adult who recognize grown-ups don't really know shit and they never did. And it scares me because now I am just a grown-up who doesn't know a shit. But one thing is I do know this feeling, this horrible feeling is going to kill me. No, no, this feeling, this anxiety is nothing. I have an anxiety. And of course there's lyrics go like further, but I really love this song so much. It just describes the absolute depth of the fear, the anxiety and realization of how a mind can take over of your body. So we talked about how the fear shows in our bodies, in our mind. We've talked about what's behind it. We've talked about um, the biological symptoms, all of those. And we talked about some stories, how it actually shows. How do you battle fear? How do you take your power back and control your fears? I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm totally controlled by fear. So <laughs> at least the one I feel, the, the extreme ones. So I don't know. I will, I will give word to Kat because... Uh, yeah. Here comes the awesome drugs! <laughs> yeah, medication is one of the things, definitely. And when it comes to deep fears, another one could be therapies because you might have some fears from your childhood uh, somehow uh, written in your brain and it could be overcome with therapies. Some um, say breathing, start breathing. Breathing is great exercise because breathing is the fastest one which can calm you down actually. But for it to work, you need to practice it because when the fear happens, it might take you even like more than half an hour, but you won't be able to do it by yourself. You need to have someone next to you who will literally tell you on a count of four, breathe in. I mean, on four, like one, two, three, four, and all those four you breathe in, out one, two, three, four, all of those four you breathe out because you are in such a fear that you, that the beginning you are not able to concentrate on, on the counting. So if you have 
one person who is helping you or you can practice it to learn it and when the fear happens then you're able uh, to breathe and help yourself out and also we are not or our brain is not able to think at two things at the same time so by practicing it you are helping i call it switch your mind uh, and so if you practice for example these breathing techniques and if the panic attacks happens uh, and you start concentrating on the breathing it helps you calm down because suddenly your brain is concentrating on something else not on the fear when it comes to breathing actually the medical books will contradict you a bit uh, because you don't need to do a half hour breathing to calm yourself down or you don't need to be a specialist uh, usually it takes just five minutes uh, when you breathe in and breathe out in terms that you breathe in for three, four seconds and you breathe out for double the amount. The breathing out is connected with relaxations with the different system, the exactly opposite system, which is triggering the stress reaction. So there is one, this vagus nervous and this um, sympathetic nervous system. And with breathing out, you are triggering this, the other one, which is supposed to help you relax. So breathing in and breathing out the double the amount of time is which will calm you down really, really fast. And you need to, don't need to have anyone specialist there with you counting for you or whatever. So this so is that, theory, what Kola just said. So I'm going to ask you a very tough question. Have mm -hmm. you ever went through a panic attack? I'm talking about mild fears. I'm not talking about panic attacks. I'm not talking ah, okay, about okay, okay. the fears which are like for which you need a medical uh, substance or oh, okay. uh, this sort of. Very I'm well. talking about the anxieties when you are going into public speaking or you are Interview. supposed to have interviews or feedback okay. sessions or something like that. That's one uh, this can help you. Is there any other way? Imagine you are in the middle of interview and you start like breathing in, breathing out, basically meditating <laughs> in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, well, Is, are there any other ways? Ask yeah, for a glass there of are. water. Yep, exactly. Asking for a glass of water, uh, asking for a break. It helps also relaxing on a chair, you know, like and relaxing in terms of releasing tension in your muscles. That can help you as well. Uh, but a lot of uh, stuff does before the session, because when you're on the session, you're already feeling the fear. The fear starts before the session, before you come in, before you open the doors. So you need to do preparation beforehand, mostly beforehand. Is there actually any way how to, how to avoid this situation even happening? Like you, because sometimes I think we feel the fear just to because we already felt it before in that situation. There's not, nothing rational about it. When it comes to rationality and fears, fear is emotion. It's not rational and it's never going to be rational. And you're going to feel the fear and it's normal to feel the fear. So, you know, it, it's, it's fine. It's okay. Even if you're a situation and you feel the fear, it's okay. It's natural for, for the body to trying to protect yourself, to try to protect itself because then if you're afraid that you're going to feel the fear you're going to create some sort of loop there you know and you're going to be stressed because you are probably going to feel the fear and blah 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 blah. yeah blah. exactly that's so that's yeah. that's why i feel like yes it's it's normal but at the same time feeling fear is normal but feeling fear of fear is that's i think 
already starting yeah. to be a problem. And so what about the power poses? Would they help? Power poses could help. Um, I'm not sure how much um, mm -hmm. because I've read two various scenarios. One of those were saying like, yeah, it's helping. Then there was the some sort of another study which they said that it wasn't helping. Mm -hmm. Then there was another another study which shows that, yeah, it is actually helping. So I'm not sure how influential they are on your body. They are definitely good from, like, if it helps you, it's it could be sort of a placebo. Mm -hmm. If it helps you, go for it. Power poses are good if, it's help you, if it helps you. And for those who don't know what power poses are, like, you can stand up, you can pull your hands above your head, or the Wonder Woman, or the Superman, like, and... and According to those studies, you should stay in that position for two minutes, right? And then you you lower your uh, cortisol, which is the stress hormone. You upper up your testosterone to to help you up get some confidence. So, and there are other things which deals a lot with your mindset and we how you are set uh, for the, for example, making the decision because fear could come also from decision making. Like if I'm supposed to decide A or B. Uh, so you can talk, uh, so you can think about okay, what's going to happen if I choose A, what's going to happen when I choose B. You can catastrophize about it, create the worst situations and find how you're going to overcome it. So if this happens, then I'm going to do this. And that's if the situation plays out and it's going to be really, really the worst case scenario, which usually doesn't happen, then you are already prepared because you already simulated it in your head. And uh, I think that's it. So... <laughs> And then you can also find, you, you probably have your own ways how to do with search, maybe talking with friends or something like that. You can share that with us uh, in a chat, in the links, send us a voice message, whatever suits you. Comments. <laughs> Comments, whatever, whatever. Uh, and that's basically some parts of the fear. Wow. And with that, I'm going to say Sugahasha Smida. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye. Ciao-ti, ciao-ti, ciao-ti. This podcast represents our own opinions, experience and our own ideas. We do not represent any official statement from our employers and this is not their official channel representing the company.